I mean, I was telling you, it's come up in the news today about Charlotte Church. Do you know who Charlotte Church yeah, is? Yeah. So, do you know who singer, she is? So yeah. she was a, a, a child prodigy opera singer, sang for the president and the Pope and various people. And then um, the media was continually interested in her. And then as she became a teenager, she was being immediately sexualized. And then today she's raised the fact that um, Chris Moyles on Radio 1 was, I don't know whether it was part of Radio 1 or whether it was part of a newspaper, had a countdown to her turning 16 Mad. so that um, her virginity would be, of like the, so that she would be of age. And then Chris Moyles had commented that he would be willing to help her out if she needed to sort of navigate her new sexuality. Mad. And listening to Charlotte Church oh today, her response is she's now 35, yeah. but this is so when she was turning 16. But sort of in line with what we've just been saying, when she did turn 16, she received some kind of certificate from them going like, yay, you're, you're 16. And she, she accepted the award. And also when a magazine made her rear of the year age 16, she accept, she'd had the photo shoot and she accepted that sort of moniker or whatever. Again, we're, we're only talking 19 years ago, but that that was still of the time. Like, you know, so so often we talk about like, of the time when we're referring to the 60s or 70s when like a pat on the bum or a squeeze of, and you know, women were dolly girls or whatever. But actually these moments are so much, recent. More, recent. So much more recent. And actually, yeah, just sort of listening to Charlotte Church, A, kind of going, that was horrific. But B, yeah. she didn't have that experience of it being horrific. There was still that being a sort of center of attention. Like it's a pretty complex, scenario which is clearly from the outset disgusting but sort of way more disgusting now yeah. than at the I do remember her being the rear of the year and I suppose my response at that point was like oh who are the other contenders yeah. rather than could we not name somebody rear of the year and certainly not a 16 year old that, that Charlotte Church um, kind of story reminds me of I mean we watched the uh, Britney Spears documentary recently mm -hmm. and uh, Free Britney and I was again I, I didn't really remember this media coverage but she used there were live like national tv interviews with people asking her like oh are you a virgin and um oh like and it was this weird point where she was so uh, infantilized in the public but also like really hypersexualized absolutely and i think that is almost similar to like the experiences you've had with like the accept the initial acceptance of catcalling which is that you should almost be grateful that you are being perceived in a good light rather than surely a negative light. Absolutely. And that's, I think, why I was like, uh, maybe not so much Hong Kong, but obviously other parts of like Eastern Asia, like has got that sort of trend for hypersexualizing, yeah. uh, infantilizing, infantilizing sexualization, that's it. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, he's kind of obviously got more of a, a known for it in like Japan where like there's vending machines of underwear, like, which is so, like, mm. yeah, so gross. So odd. Um, but what, what, what is that? That's a question of like um, masculinity thing, isn't it? What it comes down to is if you need to infantilize somebody that is because you want to have control over them and that's because that's what toxic masculinity is. Sure, and it feels really basic, but something that I feel came into play a few years ago was the concept of n not calling men, you know, men get to be called men and women get to be, be called girls. girls. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that doesn't quite filter through as much as I thought. I mean, even today at work, when I was working with people, you know, 
uh, adult humans who <laughs> have been, who were in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and there was still a sense of like, okay, this next thing that we're going to, I'm a voiceover artist, and this next thing that we're going to do a voiceover for is um, this one's going to have uh, three men and one girl. Yeah. And your instinct is to go, oh, what, like a child? <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to say that because heaven forfend you're outspoken yeah. about yeah. these things. Yeah. But it's so instinctive. But Like girl boss, gal power. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, yeah. Have, have you guys seen recently on the, on, on the media, um, one of my biggest pet peeves have been the constant usage of the word females referring to women i don't know if you've seen it so much but on tiktok i've started seeing it about last year where men will constantly say um females instead of women and i find that really strange because you only talk about females when you're talking about animals it's really really weird and that started that something that had become one of my biggest pet peeves because it feels almost like dehumanizing but Um, why do you think do you think it's because people are trying to actively remember that they're not supposed to say girls and then they're trying to say something no. else? Or what oh, do you no. think it because is? Women's not a hard word for remember. It really isn't. It really isn't. I think... It's on toilets, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe not toilets they're always going into, but, you know, I think... What do you think it is? That, like, why do you think I it... mean, I feel as though it's a power thing. Yeah. Because fe- when you say females, it's kind of like... It's demeaning in a way. Like you're putting yourself above somebody because obviously you know, like humans always put themselves above animals. That kind of like, mm-hmm. I really think it's rooted in, ah, oh, like I re- and also actually all of the comments that I see under videos um, that are quite sexist and misogynistic are always from men that use the word females. Mm-hmm. So I feel as though that also reinforces what, this. What, what's the word like femboid or something that like. Um incels use they call like women femboids yeah i don't i think i think like men go out of their way or like the men that use word females to refer to women going out of their way to say female instead of just saying the word women like that's one of the things i've realized because in certain contexts saying female saying male actually makes more grammatical sense than saying men and women and i'm not going to be like oh you can't say the word female because that's Mm. like period wrong like in most contexts men and women is fine and the thing is i feel as though we under i don't know if that's true but i feel as though we undermine um how much impact language has um on like for example i remember um years ago like people talking about the fact that you know if you don't have the balls it's like you know you're not strong enough mm. but like if you're if you're a pussy it's like oh you're you're weak yeah like, or like grow a pair yeah even though or like you know you have to be tough like a, like a man like don't man cry up. like man up these are words that we hear as kids and you don't think are going to have much of a lasting effect but like i genuinely think they do like they create these stereotypes in our minds from when we but start we've been talking about that that, I mean, we have been talking about that for years, and that doesn't seem to have we really. Because when we talk about linguistic oppression now, it's very much used as by the right. Um, um, and I mean, like, not conservative, but like far right, far right, kind of to be. It's to shut down. Like, yeah, or... yeah. Or it's like, oh, like look, like it's a word. Like, why does it matter? The PC madness, like blah blah blah. Um, which is is mad because they get so upset about it um uh so yeah i think i think that's the problem like is now is when we talk about oppressive linguistics is yeah is you're gonna get shut down for being like why does it matter 
Uh, same way as like all sort of like oppressive sim- symbols. So for example, there was like you know the traffic light thing. Mm-hmm. They like changed to like females, and it's like oh my god, it's like we don't. It's not that we like that. They're not the hills that we're dying on. I'm not dying. I'm not like you know there needs to be a campaign to stop the use of the word female. Yeah. It's just something we should be commenting on and like seeing. And it's not like don't send hate to someone if they use the word female. It's just like look, there's so many different parts of it. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I think. During this time, I think when there have been discussions about women in public spaces and in terms of sexism in general, I think there's a tendency to focus on like the most severe forms of it, which is you know rape, sexual assault, sexual harassment. When actually they have this pyramid, which basically forms like all the kind of the sub layers in terms of you know, inappropriate jokes made, casual sexism, which seems harmless. That all builds towards, and it, it's, it's the toleration of the level here that then further enables here. No one is educating young men to go rape is okay or or sexual assault is okay never of it's, course it's not. if you tolerate things lower down that seem more harmless and that becomes normalized mm. then it then the step towards those more serious things seem smaller than they should be luckily a lot of the questions that i received were actually from men which shows that they're actually trying to engage which mm-hmm. i think is good it's quite short it's quite uh, provocative which is is chivalry dead i'll leave it at that just can to, i uh, can i go yeah, yeah, yeah go. hit it okay I did have a little tip-off that you might ask this question, and so I have prepared. (laughs) And what I've done, what I've done is looked up chivalry in the dictionary, according to Google. It's got two answers of its meaning. The first one is the medieval knightly system with its religious, moral, and social code. The next one talks about horses. Let's move on. (laughs) But it goes on to say, what is meant by chivalry? Chivalry is polite, kind, and unselfish behaviour, especially by men towards women. So the question really is, what if we're giving, like, if we're assuming that giving, like, chivalry is dead, then we're assuming that kindness and unselfish behaviour and politeness has been sort of eradicated is that is that essentially what we're is that essentially what we're going for are we are we trying to establish whether are men not allowed to be kind (laughs) unselfish and polite i think this is the thing i think um it is like what's the utility of chivalry like if you are supposed to just be kind respectful polite to everyone like irrespective of what situation it is it shouldn't matter whether you are supposed to be especially kind to a group of people just just been yeah, normal about, to yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. I mean, I, I have kind of like a different take on this. Go for it. Mm-hmm. So when I was uh, traveling to the UK, um, I was at the airport and I had to like, before going onto the plane, the border control, I mean, I, like the, anyway, the, the guy there uh, asked me to take my mask off so he can check my passport and you know, all of the things. And I took my mask off and he said, um, oh, you look so much prettier without your mask on. Mm. And this was a man that I could estimate was around like 50-ish, in his 50s. Um, and I felt quite uncomfortable about that. And later on, when I was having a discussion with some of my family members about like this idea of, like kind of this idea of chivalry, um, I was talking about the fact that that made me quite uncomfortable. And their response was mostly, Ah, well, you know, chivalry really is dead and, oh, men can't compliment a woman anymore and how are you supposed to, you know, compliment people if if every compliment is, like, taken offensively? And so I think it's 
it's an interesting concept that like yeah, yeah no, I, I, don't, I, I don't really know how to in reality to to like we've all given like pretty sturdy responses i would say i imagine the question is in reality is asking are men not allowed to open doors for women should they pull a chair out for a woman should they like those gestures yeah. of where kind of romance and chivalrousness kind of crossover i suppose are the, are the like the details that i imagine often get ref- i feel like often get referred to as like can we show can we show an action that kind of puts a woman first because you should be able to get into the taxi first and I'll hold the door. Those kind of things. Like, there's an easy answer to that, that, right? There's an easy answer. Ask. Yeah. Ask. Like, just ask, like, like, is it okay? Can I pull the chair out for you? Uh, Is it right if I pay? Like, and then they say no, take the no. Like, and like. I'm in a kind of different thing. I think it's similar to maybe the conversation we've had earlier about catcalling, which is that just because you're polite doesn't mean that someone has to accept the politeness either that's if you're comfortable. That's, yeah, that's what I mean by ask. Yeah. Like, yeah. But also, but also the idea of like, you're not holding the door for somebody because you're a man. Like, that's just being polite. And also, like, exactly as you were saying that this idea of like, romance and chivalry is like, oh, I'm doing something nice, so then I have to be repaid by this idea of romance. Like, I feel as though there's often like, this romantic undertone to pulling somebody's chair and to paying for 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 dinner on a date and it's kind of this idea that if you're chivalrous then you have to be repaid by the romance do you think that creates a sort of like all these little gestures do you think that forms a sort of like expectation like i've done all these nice things for you maybe you should give like something back almost or maybe but also like even if it doesn't like like i don't care about your opinion about the way i look like don't like i understand like you know ill it's only a compliment but like I don't know, like there's so much there's so much more to if you want to compliment me, compliment me on the way, you know, that I just did a piece of work for you, I did something yeah. else. Like like I, I don't like it's I feel like it's a bit intrusive and just to be like like you said, like, um, you don't have to accept the politeness and actually you might point something out in somebody they actually hate, you know, you could have turned around, I hate my face and anyone talking about it, you know, makes me really upset. Like you don't know that. Like and something so um, shallow as looks to be like I'm just trying to compliment you or like yeah. I'm just trying to make like, you know it's a compliment that I pull your chair out like if you get upset by that that's something I think it depends on, on the you. relationship as well because I think I'm I feel quite comfortable like complimenting people but I think I would know if especially someone I didn't know yeah I think that's, that's the, the thing, thing and that's what chivalry I'm, is I'm like, sure I'm sure um, female friends of men aren't pushing back going don't compliment me if there's a certain relationship that exists Obviously, if there's someone that you don't know, like yeah. that man who's on the, the border control being like making a comment to someone he didn't know, that's when obviously uncomfortableness is going to breach. Like any other situation where someone that you haven't got that relationship with is kind of crossing, crossing their boundary. Mm. And I think kind of going back to the definition of chivalry, what I found really interesting is when they highlighted usually from a man to a woman, mm-hmm. which I feel as though they made like a whole sub elements to being kind and selfless to like specifically from a man to woman which in actuality like if you're closest to a door open it and don't do it because you're a man trying to help a woman do it because you're a person being nice yeah it's like they're wanting to be rewarded for it like a literal chivalry comes from you know knights and like this like knighthood and this idea of like 
and it's the same thing of being like, well, actually, you know, I, I help women because I cross the street, like, and, you know, don't make them feel comfortable. I'm not going to award you for, like, having basic uh, human decency. You shouldn't be allowed to have, like, this own little code of, like, uh, being polite to another human being. And, and, and so chivalry is not... Well, yeah, chivalry in terms of all the wrong it stands for should be dead. Being polite to somebody, being yeah. kind, doesn't need to die. It kind of links to another question I have based on that specific thing you talked there which was how should men communicate with women positively if it could be construed as creepy work it out yourselves sorry <laughs> yeah um, um but also work it out yourselves sorry that is li- i think that is li- literally I, 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 I understand like it can be difficult and like you know there are i think while i'm not saying like i th- i think that it's becoming better in like um young women are you know a lot easier to be like actually i'm uncomfortable i'm not just gonna sit through this like awkward guy grind grinding behind me because i don't want to be rude i don't want to offend this guy who's like grinding behind me like oh like that's obviously one thing that like um i'm glad that we're having more discussions about like i'm you know hopefully we'll tell young uh, women who are younger than me like it's okay to offend someone who's yeah. harassing you like i think that was something right like Absolutely. how like oh like i don't want to cross the road because you know like him wolf was singing me and like i don't but like i don't want to offend him you know like yeah there's a I, I feel like there's a little bit of the chivalry conversation that hasn't quite been resolved which is that there is a there is a, a, a an actual slice of society where chivalry really does exist which which is about little little spontaneous moments of gestures and obviously from the sort of definition it talks about the knight in sort of taking care of the fair maiden sort of mm. thing and that sort of makes me want to vomit but equally <laughs> you will still of course find people and and probably myself included where um, if I'm in a position where I am struggling with a whacking great suitcase down a flight of stairs, I will possibly hope that a man on the tube might recognise this and help me carry my suitcase. And I would sort of hope for that. And that to me is chivalrous. And that would would be about my assessment of my uh, physicality compared to somebody stronger so I, I I can't sort of wholly say that there isn't and, and I think people do still feel sort of uplifted by the idea of like somebody would carry a bag somebody would do a gesture that gently sort of puts you first equally the majority of my experiences with a whacking great suitcase is normally by another woman who's got a pram who's also saying well if you help me down with the pram i'll help you down with the suitcase <laughs> i don't need i don't need a man to do those things i i still feel comfortable of the idea that yeah. somebody biz- bigger and uh, would would use <laughs> like would recognize that and i also think there is something physically that does that does provide security for my own sort of personal taste the feeling of like in terms of a hug or physical connection with somebody somebody bigger and stronger than me does provide something that makes me feel protected mm. even if it flies in the face of what my sort of political viewpoints that there is still there is still like sort of m- m- little moments of 
warmth or joy or sort of pleasure that I could derive from that. I'm not sort of outrightly disgusted by it, but I don't see myself as a maiden that needs saving、mm. the whole time. I think yeah, the point about the sort of bag thing, I think I would say that that's like like obviously I'm not saying、uh, you are in any way, but it's a similar、uh, justification for like、uh, sex workers in the sense that like there is a this system where we are. You know the underdogs, as it were, and if you can play the system and if you can abuse the system, like yeah, like we like on ninety nine percent of the time, like、um, a woman is going to suffer compared to a man. And if there is a one percent time where you can get like an edge, where it's like you know, like okay, fine, I am going to be objectified. Let's use my objectification for like、uh, personal gain. Boarding myself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying. I think I used to, I guess, agree with you about the whole like thing of like. You know, like the bigger, like person, like comforting, and I think that for me was like a an insecurity in myself as like a woman in the sense that like oh I feel like like I feel like I'm somewhere between sort of like a midsize human, a female, and that's another thing we do we never categorize men on like are they plus like plus size or like midsize or absolutely like absolutely not which is yeah but like anyway as someone who like you know has not a hundred percent been comfortable with their weight I was always like oh well I need like a big person because then like that will make me look small in comparison. Um, and because like small is pretty, and like that is still that cycle of small is pretty because it means men is big and men is powerful, and like that that whole thing. Women、like, are delicate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like,、um, and it isn't just me getting a five foot seven boyfriend that changed my mind.、Um, <laughs> Do you have to stay my exact height? <laughs> <laughs> you could have said short,、um, but like super, yeah, yeah, like, but like really muscly and No, like no, it was like that thing of like I really like him. I think he's really nice, and like, like what is? You know, why am I like this? Like thing of like you know, men are, who are more tall than me are more attractive, and and those kind of things. Incorrect. Like, it's like、uh, <laughs> yeah, like it's like for another podcast. <laughs> no, but like it's like why? And like it,、yeah. it, it's a thing that I think,、um, I think. Particularly like Gen Z and like that are coming away more to like that thing of like, like that doesn't like doesn't matter. Whereas like I feel like I'm a little bit older than Gen Z,、um, and and that was something that was really like growing up. Like okay, like I am this height, therefore I need someone like this height because then I will be delicate, I will be pretty, because like blah blah blah. And it got I, like now I recognise that obviously. It's crazy、um, that you're trying just to cut you off.、Um, that you're kind of the standards of beauty is kind of contingent on men rather than. What is you know、yeah. your definition of like you of could? Of course, it's on men. Like that's always been yeah. the case. Yeah, the standard be- like girls didn't wake up one day and go. Actually, I prefer boobs,、uh, bums over boobs. Like,、True. do you know what I mean like、yeah. as in, like something is sexualized and then it becomes beautiful and then it becomes because like、yeah. you want like you know obviously there is a different side to like things like makeup and like blah 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 like. Um, there is this side of being like, no, I, I look a certain way and like I, I dress a certain way for myself. I, I get that, but the ge- we're talking about like the general standards of, of how old was I? Ten years ago? Yeah, maybe like ten years ago. Like I didn't care about the size of my butt. Like oh, no one cared. Like they were like, you don't want a big butt. Like that's not a good thing.、Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing to consider. Like yeah, no,、mm. it shocked. Like no, I didn't. Like, you know I just that now, right? That we were, we were told like. Don't have a big butt, like that's yeah, what you big, don't want. Like big boobs, small butt, like that、yeah. kind of thing. And now it's like big butt. I remember all the boys、uh, in my school going around and like asking each other, like, oh, like、uh, bums versus boobs, and they were including like 
the women that were included, and I think we've had like conversations like this before, but like the women that were included in the conversation had to kind of like have this like lad mentality to be able to fit in and to uh, kind of feel as though they were part of this group too, and themselves being like, oh, let's let's objectify women without that wanting to be the case, just so that we can like kind of fit in. And so you'd find yourself being like, oh, I prefer like. I prefer boobs over butts or like all of these kind of things and having arguments about it and like I feel as though that was such a prevalent thing that ha that was happening and that and that actually like as as we, we've all been saying that beauty standards have always been changing based on what men are currently finding attractive um absolutely and I, I think there was also a massively key stage in my experience where in order to sort of make your way as a woman in my experience in my 20s was to not be offended but instead join in the objectifying yeah. women so that you didn't look like a prude so that, you didn't yes. appear, so that you didn't appear to be insecure yeah and so that you appeared to be cool and so actually there was such a culture of women being like yeah look at the jugs or it was better words than jugs but like <laughs> there was there was like so much in the way that women communicated that was so maybe it was maybe it was sort of around the Katy Perry I kissed a girl sort of thing but when that happened the main reaction that women needed to have was like oh I'm totally not surprised by that song that's not a shocking song to me that's just like how we live our lives as women. Like women are free to be bisexual mm. and men don't really understand that. But it, it still felt like that, that narrative came out of being able to join with, in with the boys as yeah. we drank a pint and, That's... Um, and enjoyed another woman walking in so that you didn't seem like the square who was kind of going, because there was so much criticism before that of like, does my bum look big in this? Like those quiet moments that you have with your boyfriend of kind of going, before we socialize, like I need to tell you, I'm insecure about this, can you make me feel better? And then when we're in in public with other people, we're like, yeah, turn all the attention to other women and, and just objectify them in a way that, well, I don't know, that I would never be objectified, but that, that was just turned it away from myself. Mm and somehow managed to make me closer to the lads like mm. yeah be one of them like a social cost to it i think yeah. that's yeah um there's the gen z have termed that pick me girls yeah could you explain what that is um so yeah it's the girl being like oh my like it's maybe not so much of the objectifying because i think that we've like it's more like that like oh my god like i just drink beer or like um like you but like i could never wear that much yeah. makeup or like, like oh my so god, much, like, i'm not so... a girly girl like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like... i just have like friends who are guides like girls are too much I drama can't yes. stand, i can't stand women women are bitches oh my I god. Hate yeah I so think much of that yeah that's... and the thing is i feel as though those are like constant conversations that we need to be having about this whole like the whole theme of this podcast is like the real things that are having an effect on on how you perceive and view women are these small small like statements because 99% of this population will know that sexual assault and rape is bad 
like of that course, doesn't need to yeah. be explained but being told or hearing girls saying like oh like that's so um interesting how you spent so much time getting ready for school i can never do that and then hearing like the boys laugh about that it it sends such a strong message like, yeah massively i have personally had experiences with guy friends that as soon as they start drinking they would get a bit a bit touchy and a bit much and i felt really uncomfortable and even if i tried and the thing is for a very long time i felt uncomfortable saying no and saying can you not do that i feel uncomfortable and i think that's also something that hasn't been as part of the conversation is like we've all been taught to kind of not say anything about it so when you do speak up it feels really really scary and i haven't had the strength to, to kind of do that and so i've had a lot of experiences with my guy friends of that happening mm. um and so what i would suggest is especially when you're at like that key stage of women trying to find their voices and trying to find the confidence to say no please don't do that is to just be aware mm. i think you kind of need to think you know actually does she actually want to do this and like if she's not saying anything but going with it maybe just stop and it doesn't have to be like can we kiss right now it's you know you, you can like introduce like oh like are you okay like how are you feeling how are you feeling about this or like do you like this or you know those kind of questions and or just even body language that's such an important mm. one like if somebody's Huge. stiff if somebody isn't if you're having that's a key one. If you're having to take their hands, or if you're having to direct part of their bodies so Away that they so, so that they comply with with what you're doing, I don't think she's having a good time. And I think <laughs> that's so when true. you take a step back and you go, look, how are you feeling about this? Because that can lead on to one person's like lifelong trauma versus like three seconds of you stopping and saying, actually, how are you feeling about this? And that's really important. I think it's a really important. Yeah, because ultimately consent, you know, I, I, I feel these days consent is a conversation that, that, that people are really aware of, but I also feel it differently to maybe 20 or 30 years ago, but I f still feel like people attribute the idea of consent to can we or can't we have sex? And, and yeah. there it is. And so people are able to engage in a scenario where it's just like, well, I did ask if we could have sex and then that was fine. But actually, I think the ways that people need to engage is, is about nuance. It's a, it's the details that lead up to those things. It's not so black and white as the end mm -hmm. result. It's yeah, about what, happen, what happens in the build-up. Like you say, if you have to take somebody's hand from their folded up arm position and be like relax like have a nice i think yeah. it's it's nuance and it's it's the smaller details and it's not attributing you know you you sort of can't say you know well i didn't slap her on the ass so i'm not like a you know i don't don't put me in the same category as that person or i didn't humiliate her or i didn't do all of these things what what did you do yeah. how how did you engage with somebody because the reality is is that nobody's trying to eradicate sexuality nobody's trying to eradicate flirting spontaneity those are probably a large percent of, of what sort of makes people tick and how people you know so a, yeah, so a, a much huge of a amount of how people engage yeah. but this isn't about policing that this is just about creating a bit of thought around 
these moments that still allow you to flirt, that still allow you to, for guys to be guys, and you know, they, it's still, nobody's eradicating these things on a, on a fundamental level. We're just trying to get to a point of going, well, when you blocked somebody from doing something, when you imposed your idea, when you commented, like, those are the things you need to think about. Just because you're not a rapist doesn't, anyway, I have no end to that sentence. But. No, yeah, I was, I was just gonna, I think like maybe, obviously from sort of like the friendship kind of point of view making, I think like, and this isn't a, um, a dig on people who go well no it is a, a dig on people who go to same-sex schools a friendship with someone from the other sex um shouldn't be as a failed result as like as a, like that shouldn't be the second choice to getting with them like oh we can get them together so like i guess now we'll be friends like it's so like ah oh, like that like it, i think that gutting feeling of being like when a guy friend tries it on you is like it's so gutting because like you're like oh, I really thought like we'd built a friendship and like like that's really sad that you've just like ruined like you've actually been looking at me that way mm. um and so like maybe uh, and that's why I'm super against same-sex schools um because I think that it treats like it means that you go into these relationships with women as like this is not something like we don't spend all day together so I uh, you must be something to mate with um to put it crudely so yeah like it's just be nice like you know like let's just like yeah be friends like don't yeah. like if someone's upset like um don't you know you wouldn't hug and like be cuddly with your guy friend or like something like that i think like just think like treat someone like treat a friend who is a girl the same as how you would treat uh, a friend who is a guy and as someone who went to a same-sex school i think Boo. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think there's definitely something to that i think luckily i had strong female relationships quite early on in my life which meant yes, that doesn't it make the other the opposite sex be in that scenario if you have a single sex school then that puts everything else on a pedestal of being something different something alternative yeah. and something to be marveled and viewed from afar and forbidden and of course that's why i'm also like struggle I just don't get it. Like I don't. You wouldn't. I don't have a choice. You wouldn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sociological <laughs> sense. You wouldn't. It doesn't, it's not like any other types of like. Imagine me like right. We're just gonna put um, all white the white people is. in one school. Well, right. No, right. It's, it's like, a yeah. historical. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a relic, it's a, isn't it? Because it used to be that they separated men and women tradition. based on the typical uh, industries they went into. So because women typically did textiles and stuff, they put them in one school. Which obviously it, this is a long, long time ago and that segregation of gender should so obviously naturally is that actually yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's but like now so everybody's just like yeah no i don't know the proponents of it now like well you know if um young boys and young girls like don't have the distraction of each other in the classroom then and actually it means they can have far more open relationships or just have those open conversations with girls like have Sorry, I'm shouting. Like, have um, those conversations, those banter, those like free-flowing, open moments with females, and you would have them if you grew up with them. Like, you know, I went. I was very lucky. I went to a school where some people had been there from the age of three to eighteen. It would be so gross if they turned around and like started, you know, trying to flirt with each other because of like you grow up together and not having that. And it that was experience. a single sex school, or it wasn't. No, it wasn't. School. I it went wasn't. to mix. Okay. And so what I'm saying is like, like so we viewed each other very much like 
like we've grown Girls, up together, yeah. like almost like 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 siblings. Like. Yeah, and that's the thing. In the prism of my school, I think I was quite lucky that I managed to, you know, be part of a group of friends who were relatively social, and so like most of us in terms of our relationship with girls was we had strong friendships and this isn't you know shitting on any of your friends but i don't even think it's just like the weird people who like don't have the girls i think i honestly think that there is something about not having those like eight hours a day for five days a week not having seeing a female who isn't a teacher you know not growing up with someone like like that to me just seems like really bizarre like that you don't see them except for on weekends or like after school i just i can't get of my course, head around because that. also from the moment babies are kicking around they're all together in in a sand pit together they're all together in the park they're all together in nursery school nobody looks upon the friendships between toddlers and young children like n- nobody focuses on those different the gender differences no so then so then they get to an age where puberty is kicking in so it's basically like highlighting going uh we've we already know that puberty is going to determine that boys you're going to be sex pests and girls you're going to be vulnerable so let's push you apart from each other because you're gonna and then it comes down to you're yeah, gonna be yeah. a distraction yeah rather yeah rather than having actually having those conversations like having to get to the age of like you know in our 20s and being like oh you know like actually now like we're a really like solid group of boys we're a solid group of girls like but like wouldn't it be nice not to have those teenage years where you weren't like having the lad culture or in girls schools like not having that bitchiness like wouldn't it be nice not to have those insecurities a lot earlier and actually obviously um, I'm not saying like anyone we know, like like none of those, in- we're lucky that, you're lucky that the insecurities haven't manifested, like, but what if they had? And like, mm. you know, or... And it, and it must be for other, you know, just because it hasn't happened to my group or me. Or, yeah, mean. you might not know the way in a, perhaps an insecurity in one of your friends has manifested, like, we don't know that, right? Like, whereas, and I'm not saying like uh, mixed set schools are perfect, obviously they're not, like, they're like... You know, some people. There are say, the challenges. Yeah, there are some it, people yeah. who are like, oh god, I wish I wasn't anywhere near boys. Like, and actually, if I'd gone to school, but that's just I, I can't. I, can't, I can't get my head around it. I so, th- but then, but then, can I ask a question? Which is that I feel like we all get raised. I'm speaking for the whole world. We, <laughs> it feels like we've all been raised generationally with this idea that teenagehood is a nightmare because it's all about hormones kicking off all over the place and so it's going to be a troubled time where you're starting to to fancy people and you're starting to get you know greasy hair and spot you know all those those like things that are always attributed to teenagers it's like being a teenager is a nightmare should the conversation be going like should we be revisiting the approach to that which is not just to tell all of our kids when you hit the age of eleven to eighteen, Buckle this up. is going to be a ni- <laughs> yeah yeah this is going to be a nightmare, and you're on your own, and we've all been through it, so you'll work it out yourselves. Yeah. Is there an is there another approach that doesn't really seem to get dealt with, which doesn't tell teenagers and children that they're about to embark upon the most confusing unexpected problematic time of their life and they just need to work it out themselves and then by the end of that they're like okay you're an adult so you're on your own yeah yeah it's it's a period of yeah kind of no monitoring 
for yeah. seven yeah. years of your life and doing that time in secondary school and then when you get to yeah when you reach adulthood you're supposed to have the principles kind of intact similarly to what you're saying with charlotte yeah. church and what we were talking about before i was terrified of turning 16. like that was like one of my greatest fears was turning 16 because i now knew that like most of my no all of my relationships the the person i'd be with would like be expecting intimacy and mm. sex and actually i got really I felt really uncomfortable with the idea of dating men because of that. I was like, well, at least with women, if I'm dating women, I can have a an open conversation about these things. And like, I don't feel pressured and I feel as though we can talk about what I feel comfortable with. But I feel as though if I was to date a man, I would now have to do, do all these things because that was what was expected of me now that I'm of legal consenting mm. age. And that's so sad to think back on like as a 15 year old having to have these thoughts yeah no i think um the only thing i was to say is like you know bringing it back to what we why we're obviously talking about it all today and like a lot of people may be like why are we talking like listening and think you know why why are we talking about girls and boys at school um but i think the point goes back to is like no one's born or at least i like I don't know, maybe that's for another podcast. Like, no one's born evil. No one's born no. with that want and desire to, like, go out and, and, and kill a woman um, because they feel like they can. It comes from this idea of, like, slow, small, trickle-down breeding. Obviously, to the extreme length that some um, people, not always men, but often men go to, has got something to do with an internal factor. But do we think that it would get to those stages if we didn't have that like society acceptance of like the differing on so many platforms of women compared to men? No, or at least no. not the so frequency. Then, so then my, my question is on the same level as if I've been backpacking in a country where I don't speak the language and maybe an Asian country, for example, where I don't have where I don't have the same skin colour as the majority of people, there is like an unspoken code of conduct that allows me to recognise another backpacker who is probably going to be European, mainly given away by the fact that they've got an equally a terrible outfit as me and an equally terrible backpack. There are there are little shortcuts in life where you can feel foreign and immediately kind of associate with somebody in a place where you don't necessarily feel secure. And if that isn't too wordy, by the same sort of analysis, would you all be without the stereotypes that define you as, or I suppose in my case, as a woman, there's part of me that relies on the fact that if I were to meet another woman stranger or a man stranger I would automatically have decided that probably she and I will be able to have an have an understanding if we were to talk about no specific subject and and, and I, I suppose I'm getting at would you be without those those traits that set you aside as a woman or however you identify in your gender would you be without those traits or because because i part of me at the same time as feeling frustrated by the difference i also have a celebration of the difference because it does give me an identity 
it does allow me to interact with a, a portion of society in an unspoken manner is that a good thing or is that something we would be without we can yeah like we can celebrate our differences but like that's the point celebrate them not like use them to attack one another or to oppress you know like um don't use my strength in my emotions or the fact that i have stronger or more outward reflecting emotions which you know women as a as gen a whole tend to have over men don't use that as a weakness like against me like see that's my strength let me celebrate that with other women that's what like that's what we're asking for we're not asking for people to all be the same we're just saying can we not celebrate those differences is this also similar to a lot of people on because it was International Women's Day recently, but Monday, why is it a Monday? Let's move on. I know. But, um, but interestingly, obviously, you do have some people coming out saying, you know, why do you need a day uh, for women? Because uh, there's 364 of them for men. And even the one for women is still not really for women. It's on a Monday. No, yeah, sort it out, whoever organised it. Um, but, um,. It's the same as like yeah, um, Black History Month. Like it's the same with all those things. Like pride, yeah, like it's it's not like a you don't get this day. It well, it's that like you've got every other day to be privileged. And and also, I think people are forgetting that actually Pride, Black History Month, National Women's Day. I don't even know if it's a national day. Women's Day. They're not stemming from celebration. They're stemming from protest and from revolt yeah. and from people trying to get equal rights 